1: and in mercy This is Peter's account of the gospel. And I think this is beautiful because when we're talking about the spiritual and the natural working together, that's the Holy Bible. Do you understand? God chose to use over 40 different men to pen the Bible. On three different continents over a span of 1,500 plus years. And yet it never contradicts. Despite what people try to say. It's the most tested book in history. Go test it. The thing is, is it's a beautiful book. Uh, combination of the natural. He used the men who wrote these gospels, who wrote these books. He used them and their flaws and their weaknesses and he it, with this beautiful spiritual perfection. And I think here, Peter, who's given this account to Mark, leaves out the fact that he walked on water because it's showing us even more that Peter's been humbled. It's no mention in this gospel which Peter is the source. But know this, um, I love this because you know Jesus immediately talked to them he calmed him down he didn't want him to freak out and I'm telling you this is what's so important about the Word of God you know sometimes we're in a situation and we're freaking out uh, again have you ever been there and we're freaking out maybe you're freaking out there's sermons going long buddy we got food to eat I get it just hold on but here's the thing you're freaking out and you're praying and you're not getting an answer open the Bible when you understand what the Word of God really is when you understand what the Bible really is, God's word is right before you at all times. Why do we neglect it? I mean, how many of you, and I don't want to see hands, how many of you didn't even read your Bible this week? It's God's word. It will change you from the inside out. But I love the fact that Jesus is going to do another incredible miracle here in verse 51. Then he went up into the boat and the wind ceased. And they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. What I love, though, is that sometimes we miss this in John chapter 6, verse 21. It tells us that an even greater miracle happened than just the wind. Now, the wind calming is a huge miracle. Jesus proves he's Lord over all creation. But John 6, 21 says this. Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. Do you understand they'd been pushed four miles out to sea? Understand what just happened. Jesus got in the boat, and it immediately was at the shoreline. Do you you see that? This is an amazing miracle. It reminds me of Philip. Remember when Philip was preaching to the Ethiopian eunuch? Do you you guys remember that story? Or do I have to go into that too? Don't make me stay here two hours. so, Philip is, is he's told by the Lord, run up next to this Ethiopian eunuch who's reading the scriptures, reading the Isaiah scroll, his, and he's a very powerful man, and he's in his chariot. And Philip says, Hey, do you know what you're reading? He says, How well I know unless somebody teach me. So, Philip gets up there, teaches him what the Bible is saying about Jesus in Isaiah. The Ethiopian eunuch says, I want to be saved. And I want to be baptized. And Philip says, okay, there's water. I'm going to baptize you. What happens? Philip takes him, baptizes him, and the scripture tells, us, tells you and me that Philip is then immediately transported 19 miles away to another city. Boom! Mini rapture. <laughs> you know, when I look at this and I see these guys in their boat, I, and they're transported immediately four miles to the shoreline, all I do is think about our boat that's going to be transported soon. Our king is coming. The Lord is coming for his church. Are you in the boat? See, it breaks my heart because there are going to be a lot of people who miss out. I think churches are going to be full the Sunday after the rapture, unfortunately. Many people are going to miss out. And I told you before, a lot of people are going to miss heaven by 18 inches. The difference between the brain and the heart. Don't be left out. Know your faith. Know that it's true faith. And know the king that saved you he's coming for us and one day soon our boats are going to be transported I cannot wait and here's the other thing we find out why Jesus made them go through this lesson again have you ever uh, again I know it's just me but I do this just for the benefit of openness Um, have you ever gone through a lesson over and over because you just won't learn it has God ever taken you back through the same lesson over and over he's certainly done that with me he's doing that with the Apostles here and we find out why in verse 52 and this by the way is usually why we have to go back through those same lessons. For they had not understood about the loaves because their hearts their heart was hardened. After everything they'd seen, after everything they'd experienced, after everything they've done and been with Jesus, their hearts were still hard. Can that be said about any of us? Are we so consumed with the physical, with the carnal, that we ignore the spiritual and we forget all the lessons that Jesus teaches us. We forget about his power and who he really is. You know, to their credit, they weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. That hadn't come yet. But that's even more challenging for us because we are. And we can be guilty of this same exact thing. But this is what I love Jesus is going to get them right back on the horse, he's going to get them right back into ministry. He teaches them a tough lesson, tough love but then he's gonna get him right back serving. And this is a lesson, don't miss this. You know, too many times in ministry what I see is I see people who cause problems wherever they go. I see people, no matter what situation they're in, it's the same problems. They have the same problem with this person or that person, just a different person wherever they're at. You know, it's kinda of like that old saying, I'm not crazy, it's all of you, <laughs> you know? I've seen people in the church and ministry No matter where they go, they have the same problem. It's always the same problem, just ask them. Because they refuse to learn the lessons that God has for them. And I've seen people who say they want to serve the Lord until they're treated like a servant. And then their real reaction comes out. Again, if you want to know if you're a true servant of the Lord, tell me how you react when someone someone treats you like that, treats you like a servant. A lot of times what happens is we, like the disciples, we get stuck in phase one. And we can't transition to phase two to be a true apostle to serve our king to do the things we're called to do because we're caught up in our own pride i've seen men pout like little children you know the bible tells us be like men be ye like men gird yourself up like men and yet in the church in ministry what i've seen is men pout oh well, they didn't talk to me or they didn't say this or they said this that offended me and i've seen them pout and whine and cry when you're supposed to be a man of God why are you acting like a child I'm not letting you ladies off the hook either although we're about to eat food so I'll probably get some dumped on me but you know it's the same thing with you what happens with ladies is you get bitterness you get angry at somebody and then you oh man whew, we saw it last week remember Herodias she held onto that grudge she wasn't gonna let it go ladies you're called to forgive you're not called to hold to a grudge or to become bitter men and women of God Don't act like children. What are you doing acting like kids? If we want to be effective in ministry, we got to grow up. You don't pout and whine and cry like a little baby. You don't get your little feelings hurt. Just serve your king. And now here's the other thing about that. If your feelings do get hurt, just go to the person and talk to them. Nine times out of ten, the person that's offended you doesn't have a clue they offended you. Learn the lessons God has for you. Stop being just a disciple. Here's the problem. If a church is just full of disciples that never transition to apostles, it'll be the most miserable place on the planet. It'll be the most miserable place to be. A bunch of disciples who are consumed with self, who don't even think about others. Be apostles. That's the call of this teaching today. Go to phase two. Ask for everything you need. God will give you everything you need, and He doesn't care what you have to offer. Give Him whatever you have. And I love this because he just takes his disciples, his apostles, right back onto the mission field. Verse 53, when they crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret and anchored there. And when they came out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him, ran through the whole surrounding region and began to carry about on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he entered into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched him were made well. And so these disciples, these apostles, who who just learned this hard lesson, they just get back to work and we see that many were made well. That is a lesson for all of us. Just serve. Just serve. And I want to ask this question as we close. We're going to get ready for communion and then the potluck. But I just want to ask you this question. What glasses do you wear? What glasses are you wearing? Is everything carnal, physical, literal to you? Or are you looking at things through spiritual lenses? Are you looking at things through the eyes that Jesus wants you to have? Is your Christian ministry, is your Christian walk private, personal? There's an aspect of that, but it's to be public. You're to serve others. That's what we're called to do. You are a disciple, Have you graduated to apostleship? (laughs) Have you graduated to phase two? Those are just some things to consider as we get ready for communion. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word and thank you for the lessons it has. God, fill us. Fill us, Lord, because we lack. Fill us because we're leaky vessels. (laughs) Fill us because we need you. We need your eyes. We need your lenses. God, help us to be men of God and women of God, not children scattered to and fro but god focused on you and willing to serve our king and lord as we get ready for communion prepare our hearts and our minds and help us to let go of anything we have against anyone or anything help us to repent of any sin we have and help us lord to be mindful of you in jesus name we pray amen
0: this has been hold fast a radio outreach ministry of golgotha fellowship in nampa idaho Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.
1: Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off... Greenhurst, and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A-Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you, and remember to hold fast.